0: way. We honor your presence, and Lord, uh, just speak to us, and we declare that we are in revival. We declare we are in revival in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, um, reading for me this morning is uh, Sister Lydia Van Voorhis is going to be reading the scripture for us.
1: I'm going to be reading um, John 13 verses 1 to 17 um, from the Passion Translation. Um, Jesus knew that the night before the Passover would be his last night on earth before leaving this world to return to the Father's side. All throughout his time with his disciples, Jesus had demonstrated a deep and tender love for them. And now he learned, now he longed to show them the full measure of his love, Before the evening meal had begun, the accuser had already deeply embedded betrayal into the heart of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now Jesus was fully aware that the Father had placed all things under his control, for he had come come from God and was about to go back to be with him. So he got up from the meal and took off his outer robe and took a towel and wrapped it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' dirty feet and dry them with his towel. But when Jesus got to Simon Peter, he objected and said, I can't let you wash my feet. You are my Lord. Jesus replied, you don't understand yet the meaning of what I am doing, but soon it will be clear to you. Peter looked at Jesus and said, you'll never wash my dirty feet. Never. But Peter, if you don't allow me to wash your feet, Jesus responded, then you will not be able to share life with me. Jesus knew which one was about to betray him. After washing their feet, he put his robe on and returned to his place at the table. Do you understand what I just did, Jesus said? You've called me your teacher and Lord, and you're right. That's that's who I am. So if your teacher and Lord have just washed your dirty feet, then you should follow the example that I have set for you and wash one another's dirty feet. Now put into practice what I have done for you, and you will experience a life of happiness enriched with untold blessings. So I give you a new commandment. Love each other as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you, by loving one another, everyone will know that you are my true followers.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Amen. Haze to come to church. Well, oh, praise the Lord. I-, I want to speak to you on the subject, who cares? Who cares? and I, I know we use that term, who cares, as if nobody cares, but this is not, this is, this is actually a question, who, who is going to give care? Who's gonna give care? You know, as we've been sharing many times, as we're going into a new season at this church, We want to remind you and for those of you who are new and those of you who are online and I just want to say that as you send an invitation if a person can't make it then ask them if they will at least they can visit our church online so if they can't make it get them online so that they can hear the word of the Lord but the mission of this church as you heard the praise and worship team sing and Elder Roy uh, so eloquently uh, introduce. The ministry and purpose and mission of our church is restoring broken lives. Restoring broken lives. And I'm, hopefully, one day I'll unpack that word restore. That word restore is a Hebrew word salam, as in Jerusalem, or in the word "or shalom. But we'll get to that another time and uh, as we push towards that mission of restoring broken lives, the one thing that I want to remind you about is that our uh, priorities, we have four priorities that we're focusing on as a ministry. We shared it over the few, last few weeks. That is church on Sunday and praise the Lord, it's so good to see so many of you out coming back to the church where we worship together on Sunday. Uh, we, we're doing all that we can to make this a place where you can not only worship God in spirit and in truth, but also worship the Lord in safety. Uh, secondly, uh, our, our, not this is not so much in priority, but the other thing that we're really focused on is uh, children's ministry. And we praise God for being able to repurpose Our fellowship hall, so that our children can have a place where they can learn about Jesus. Amen. Can we praise God for the teachers and the helpers and the operations ministry that helped to prepare the space downstairs? And today I want to talk to you about how, how we need to care for our congregation, how we need to care for our congregation this this scripture john chapter 13 actually uh, historically occurs on this thursday coming up it is in the liturgical calendar today of course is palm sunday and then this chapter 13 is just really unpacking what's going what's about to happen and Jesus says in, in John chapter 13, verse 1 and verse 4, it says Jesus knew that, that the night before Passover would be his last night. That's why it's called the Last Supper on earth before leaving this world to return to Father God's side. Although his time with his disciples, all throughout his time with his disciples, Jesus had demonstrated a deep, tender love for his disciples. And now, at this moment, just before he's about to get arrested in the next few hours, he longed to show them the full measure of his love. So, what was the full measure of his love? What did he do? Obviously, he was going to die for them, but at that moment, the thing that he did was he got up from the meal, Got up from, he, he is the host, he is the head of the table, and yet he gets up, takes off his outer robe, took a towel, wrapped it around his waist, then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the dirty feet of his disciples and dried them with oil. I mean, dried them with, dried them with a towel. As I said, today is Palm Sunday and next Friday, or this Friday coming up, is going to be Good Friday. It was a bad Friday for Jesus, but it was a good Friday for us because Jesus shed his blood. And then, of course, we celebrate Resurrection uh, Sunday, Easter Sunday on next Sunday. But in between these sacred holidays, is a holiday that most people don't know about unless you really were raised in church or followed a liturgical calendar, and it's called Monday Thursday. That's what this scene is about, Maundy, M-A-U-N-D-Y, Monday Thursday. That word Maundy uh, is derived from a Latin word, mandatum mandatum, from which we get our English word, mandate. So Monday, Thursday is really the mandate of Thursday, the command of Thursday, the order of Thursday. And what is the order? What is the mandate to love one another as Jesus has loved us? This is how people will identify that we are followers of Jesus. This collar does not make me a follower of Jesus. This dark suit does not make me a follower of Jesus as wonderful as this fancy cross is. Pardon me for the noise. It doesn't identify me as a follower of Jesus. What, this is heavy now. My love for Jesus, does not even identify me as a lover of Jesus. It is my love for you. My love for the believers. That is what identifies me as a follower of Jesus. Jesus put it this way, I'm going to take this off because it seems like it's making too much noise and I don't want anything to distract you. Jesus put it this way. If you cannot love the person who's sitting next to you in the pew, who you see, how can you love me who you can see. Oh. Jesus here, and washing his disciples' feet, he, he is describing what care looks like. It's about how do we How do we see each other? The word care is derived from an old English word which means to feel concerned. Are you track with me so far? And if we don't know how to feel concerned for each other, the Lord is so is so determined to make sure that we get it, this horizontal relationship, that this is deep. As anointed as I may be, as a bishop um, in the Bible class a few weeks ago, Alder uh, Jenny was sharing that the scripture says. If I'm not getting along with my wife, the Lord will not hear my prayers. It's quiet in this Pentecostal church. Quiet in this Pentecostal. Even if I didn't like my wife, I'm gonna make myself love her because I want my prayers answered. Tell somebody I need the Lord. some of you the reason why you can't get breakthrough is because you have taken offense and cannot love one another and i love the way the king james version puts it i know that i know that many of us read other versions but the other version says, "By this shall all men know that you are women. People know that you are my disciple if you have love one for another." I don't like that translation. The King James version says, "Have love one to another." Now, come up here, for honey. You just you can just stay right there. So, love for my wife means hey here's a love come and get it so I'm not sure what distance that she's going to have to come for my love I don't know what she has to go through for my love but Jesus Jesus, in his love, didn't say to us, I have love for you, why don't you come up to my standards? This is a good word. Because there are, 30, mm, there are 39 books in the Bible that let us know that we could not come up to his standards. Mm. So he decided to become flesh and come down to me. And he said, I have loved one to you. Ah. Ah. Who have you stretched yourself out for with a reckless love? What mountain has you climbed? Ah. To give the love of God to somebody. Mm. This word concern, it's an interesting word. It's this word concern, it means it 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 comes from two words, calm and cerno. Calm means together, and cerno means to comprehend or to resolve or to fight or to determine, so you're gonna to have to stay up here, honey. And so, um, when when I have concern, when I have concern, it, it's not me just sitting here and saying, no, no, my prayers are with you. No, I'm I'm praying for you. No, no, concern means that 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 me and hold this. Me and my brother or my sister, are you tracking with me? We we are going to we are going to we are going to grab it and resolve it together. Mm -hmm. That's concerned. Resolve it together. Re solve. Re solve. We're gonna solve it again and again. And again, until we get an answer. It means means to fight together. Ah, the Bible says fighting is this way. In other words, I got your back, you got my back. And we're fighting. Oh, you want to do this too? Okay. But, But the point is, is that who got your back? Who got your back? Who 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 is the brother? Who is the friend that sticks closer than a brother or a sister? That, that's, that's what's concern is. Who who, who is in? Who is, who is in the dark alley with you and will fight for you? Who will fight for you? When you're not present to fight for yourself. See, the power of this cross is that it is both vertical, meaning connecting with God, but it's also horizontal, connecting with each other. And too often, this is a bad word right here, many of us don't walk around with a cross, we walk around with a pole. We're quick to say, Jesus, Jesus, God, I love you, God, and, but, but as long as it's just Jesus, 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 God, 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 all you have is a pole. What makes a cross is my love for God and my love for you. We have got to learn how to care for each other as a congregation. And caring for each other, whether you're in this building or online, is not a paid job. Well, we, we pay you to care for us. So if I don't get a call from Bishop or Elder Roy, I don't feel cared for, or one of the elders. No, we are all responsible to care for each other. Amen. And sometimes we have to, if we really have the kind of love that Jesus wants us to have, sometimes I'm going to have to go down into the pit of hell to get a brother or sister to bring them out. Because some people can be so discouraged, they can't get themselves out. And that's what Jesus Christ exemplified. When we didn't have the power to save ourselves, Jesus came down and died for the ungodly. Why I was an enemy. Why I said, Jesus, I hate you with my lifestyle. He came down and loved me. And he wants us to have that kind of love for each other. Oh, my. So Jesus is washing feet. I want to just close with this because there are three kind of feet you're gonna to have to watch, wash. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. the three kind of feet you're gonna to have to wash. First of all, you're gonna to have to learn to wash at some time the feet of Judas. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. I am amazed how Jesus did not expose Judas. I've always wondered, Jesus says, One of you about to betray me. And they said, Who? And Peter taps John on the shoulder who is leaning against Jesus' chest and he says, you his boy John, ask him who? And he says, the one who I dipped the bread into the wine or the sauce and give it to him, that's the one who's going to betray me. Now, Excuse me if I don't have a duh moment, but but so Jesus dips. He gives it to Judas, and you would think, especially Peter, (laughs) that that the 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 eleven would have just beat. I'll just, you know what I'm talking about. But they did nothing. You know why they did nothing? Because Jesus' love covered Judas. What do you mean, Bishop? First of all, Jesus knew Judas was stealing his money it didn't expose him. If I had time, by the time I figured this out, I, I, I would show you a picture. But this is, this is this, let me give you a picture of why the disciples never knew that it was Judas until it was too late. Quick picture. So, here's the Last Supper. Here's the seats. Jesus is sitting here as the host. He's, he is the He is the head Jesus in charge. Okay? okay. John is sitting here. Are you following me? With his head laid against Jesus' chest, meaning that John knows the heartbeat of Jesus. Okay? So, and then Peter is here. Are you following me? So, Peter, John, Jesus. So, Peter says, John, ask Jesus who's going to betray me. You follow? Jesus doesn't say, hey, the guy who I'm giving the bread to. No. He says, John, it's the person who I'm headed giving the bread to. You follow me? Guess where Judas is sitting? Right here. Whenever you're a guest and you sit here, you are the guest of honor. Woo! And so Jesus gives the bread to Judas, who's the guest of honor, and they're like, well, it can't be him because... He's the guest of honor. One theologian says that the devil entered into Judas and Judas left. This is deep. When I read this, I like, oh my goodness. Judas left because he was never one of them. And when Judas left, that's when Jesus served communion. Judas means praise. Can you wash the feet of somebody who's betrayed you? Can you wash the feet of somebody who's hurt you? Can you wash the feet of somebody who has wasted your limited resources? Whew. You'll help me preach this this next point. Turn, in, turn in your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. can you wash, you wash the feet of somebody who borrowed money from you? And didn't pay you back and then have the nerve to tell you oh I'm going on vacation <laughs> they showing up with new sneakers and new clothes and and how you like this and you're like oh that'll test your love and can I get a witness out there lend money to somebody and they have the nerve Can you wash Judah's feet? Can you wash Peter's feet? Who's Peter? People who let you down. People who you keep having to give another chance. They didn't betray you. They disappointed you. Can you wash their feet or do you hold it over their heads? Baseball season started this week. Unfortunately, God doesn't play baseball. Strike one. (laughs) Strike two. Strike three. You're out. Peter says, Jesus, how many strikes should I give my brother? Seven? (laughs) And Jesus said, no. give him 70 times seven and that's the only time that Peter says increase my faith (laughs) he didn't ask for faith to get a new car a chariot more money to forgive my brother and sister 490 times did I do the math right okay that takes faith because it's saying I believe that you Will get yourself together, even if I give you 490 chances. And before you feel all up in yourself, how many chances have Jesus given you? Or me? I, I want to close with this. I want to close with this. The other person that we have to wash Judas' feet, people who hurt us, betrayed us, Peter's feet, people who, who let us down. And for those of you who are not familiar with the Bible, Jesus at the end of the dinner says, after Jesus says, when are you gonna betray me? Peter, who Jesus said, you're gonna be the head of this this business enterprise, kingdom business enterprise called the church, the Ecclesia, he says, Peter, Peter says, maybe all these jokers will run away and disown you, but I will never disown you. And Jesus says, you no, Peter, it's about eight o'clock right now before the morning alarm goes off, before the day is over because the Jewish day began at sunset, so, be, so the same day that you told me you would never betray me or, or, or disown me, you're going to deny that you even knew me three times. And of course, Peter ended up disappointing Jesus, but Jesus, <sighs> Jesus never changed the plan. I got good news for you. Tell your neighbor person next to your neighbor. No matter how many times you messed up, Jesus, Jesus has not changed his plan for you. Come on, let's praise God. Let's praise God. Praise God. Stop giving yourself a timeout. I messed up. Put yourself on the Who put you on the bench? The coach didn't Get back in the game. Get back in the game. Okay, yeah, you messed up. Get back in the game. He didn't bench you. Get back in the game. And then finally, John. John's the one who's living to tell this story. John is the eyewitness. John is so trusted that he is the last one to write a book in the Bible. John is so trusted that Jesus, while he's on the cross, he tells his mom, my brothers, my natural brothers are not going to take care of you. I trust John. See, John is the person who you'll get a good return on your investment. We all love the Johns. The people who, who, it seems like these people, when you invest in them, you get more than you bargained for. They're the people that you're like, man, I, I only sowed one little seed and I'm getting a harvest. Those, those, those kind of relationships. I want to talk about a John right now. Oh, Henny, why don't you come up? Jesus I am going to Be Jesus. I purposely wore my bishop gear because the Lord told me to wash on Henny's feet This has been a tough season for our church, and I praise God for God blessing us with leaders. I know Haney is not the only one, but he represents the leaders that God has blessed us with. Sometimes we can be so busy caring as elders, so busy caring for the congregation that we forget that our leaders need to be cared for. And and so I'm going to bow down to you, O'Henny, and I'm going to wash your feet. And while I wash your feet, I also, nope, being this like that, I want to bless you. I want to bless you. as a leader in our congregation the Lord told me I must bless you you are a wonderful husband to an accomplished woman a professor an author Dr. Regine Jean Charles but you're also an amazing father of four children, two teenage young men, two young daughters. You're also the CEO of your own company. And yet you have found time to lead our two men small group, as well as serve as one of our many prayer leaders at our 6 a.m. prayer and our midnight prayer. In a time when black men are disrespected and marginalized, you are a prime example of what a man of God, especially a black man who belongs to God, can look like. Look like when he is a follower of Jesus Christ. I stand as a man, or I should say I kneel here, as a man who is literally old enough to be your natural father. Your generation, who have unfortunately been called Generation X, seems to be a generation that has been forgotten when it comes to giving a Father's blessing. Therefore, as one who represents your generation, I give you a Father's blessing right now by washing your feet. The name Ohenny, for some of you don't know, his name means king. You were born to lead, Oheni, And may your leadership in our church community called Pentecostal Tabernacle, and in many communities outside of Pentecostal Tabernacle, may your leadership thrive and exemplify. Thrive and exemplify. Thrive and exemplify and produce good fruit and show godly success in Jesus' name. I love you, Henny, and I bless you in Jesus' name. There's one more person's foot I want to wash. And again, these are just representatives of who's in our congregation. I'm going to ask Jessica to come. A spirit of serving each other in our congregation. Well, Jessica. A leader in our congregation the Lord told me that I must bless you. Jessica you are my natural daughter whom self and your mother named Jessica Nicole. Jessica means that you will be wealthy and Nicole means that you'll win the hearts of people to Jesus Christ. In a time when we have watched, yet again, a black woman be disrespected and marginalized while watching the confirmation process of Supreme Court Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. I bless you as a representative of all of God's beautiful and successful black daughters. As your natural father, I realize that many young men and young women of all races in your generation are not blessed to have a godly father like you do. And so I kneel before you to declare that this is a church blessed with many godly fathers. And we are determined to create a culture of blessing where millennials and Gen Zs will thrive as we regularly pronounce God's blessing upon these generations. In the name of the Lord. Today, we curse, we curse the orphan spirit. The orphan spirit that constantly lies and tells young people like yourself that you don't belong that you're all alone. The Holy Spirit is called the spirit of adoption. And he will work through fathers like myself and our elders to make sure that the generations that you are called to lead, especially young women of all races, know that they belong To Abba, Father. Jessica, as your natural father, I anoint your feet that wherever you go, that territory will belong to you. Wherever you walk, you will prosper. So I bless your feet. The Bible says, How beautiful are the feet! Of them that bring good news and you're going to be a good news bringer to your generation so I love you Jessica as your father Thank you, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to take twenty seconds before we conclude. If you're online and you're sitting next to somebody, if you can just put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you, and just for 15 seconds, just bless them. Just, what do you mean bless them? The word bless means to speak words of success. Just say, no, I bless you to have a fantastic week. I bless you to be in good health. I bless you to be full of peace. I I bless you to be able to put food on your table. I bless you to have good friendships. I I bless you. I want this to be a church that says more than God bless you but we actually describe. I bless you to have a wonderful place to live. I bless you to have a, a ministry that that matters to other people. I bless you that your children will thrive. I bless you that your marriage will be blessed. I bless you that if you're single, God will give you the the right spouse. I I just bless you, I bless you. I bless your children to be able to get doors open to the schools that they want. I bless you to have a good job. I bless you, I, I just bless you, I bless you. I don't want you to leave God's house, Father's house, without being blessed. I bless those of you who are online who, long after this service is over, long after this service is over, that you will hear my voice and you'll be blessed. I bless every worker in this church. I bless our security guards. I bless the Sunday school teachers. I bless the Sunday school children. I bless our operations team. I bless our welcome team. I I bless every person, everything that's attached to this house. And I bless you in the name of Jesus. Just before I ask uh, Sister Delia to pray, she has so exemplified what it means to care for each other. The elders and I have been praying, and the Lord's really been dealing with us. And the Lord asked me this question, and I've been praying about how do we as a church wash the feet of those who are hurt? and here's the deep thing how do we as a church wash the feet of those who identify themselves as lesbian how do we wash the feet of those who identify themselves as gay or those who identify themselves as bisexual or queer or transgender How how do we serve them See, already everybody's feeling nervous. But we've got to figure out with the direction of the Holy Spirit, how do we wash their feet? How do we make this a place? And you may be saying, well, where's this going? I don't know. I honestly don't know. And and that's the scary thing. I don't know. But I do know one thing that God has the solution. And one of the reasons why you see the amazing Transformation that took place downstairs is because a month or two prior to this, we had some very hard conversations. I mean, hard conversations. And a house that refuses or is frightened to have hard conversations will never go anywhere. So I want to encourage you, as Sister Dealer comes, I want you to stand, and she's just going to lead us in prayer of of how, Lord, help us to be of one accord. Help us to love each other. Help us to to just uh, let offenses go and just say, God, Even if I'm offended, even if I've been hurt, I am determined to wash my brothers, my sisters' feet. In Jesus' name.
2: Good morning, church. Can Can we just give God praise for our bishop? Not many churches have a pastor like our pastor. And, and, and trust me, trust me, go to other churches. Not many people have a man of God who's willing to be an example. Oh, I'm, I, this is, I've made up my mind. It's going to be a crybaby day today. Um, many people have a bishop who is willing to serve and exemplify my, my, my two teenagers, especially my daughter, Ifani says, Mom, one of the reasons at age 19 I'm still serving God besides your example is because of Bishop. And so she goes to church in Washington, D.C. every day and every Sunday after she comes back she watches the recording on YouTube because of your example, Bishop. We bless God for you. We thank God for your example. We pray that the Lord will keep you, will give you clarity, will give you wisdom, will protect you, will fight for you, will contend against those who contend against you. In the area, if you can just put your hand, point your hands towards this man of God and speak. Father, we bless you for this man of God. We worship you. We give you praise for his life. We say, God, that all that you have planned for him... He will accomplish according to your word. He will not look to the left or to the right, but King of glory. His eyes will be solely focused on you. And you will guard him. You will guide him. You will undergird him. We bless you for his family. We bless you for his wife and his daughters. And you will reward them for the service that they've made to the kingdom of God. Father, continue to keep him, keep his mind in perfect peace. Bless him always, O God. Download into his spirit all that you have for him. Above all, I pray that you will love on him like only a father can love on his son. To the glory of your holy name. And Lord, as Sister Lydia was reading the scriptures, you, you reminded me that the feet of your disciples were not well manicured feet. There were feet that were gross and nasty and had bunions. And and your disciples must have walked a long time. So it wasn't a pleasant task to wash their feet. But you did that, Lord. And you did that because you wanted to be an example to us of what it means to serve. And to serve sacrificially and to serve with love in our hearts. Your word tells us in John 13 how are they going to know that you're my disciples except that you love one another? So, the very evidence, the evidence that we are your children is that we love one another. And so we repent. God it is not by how much we pray it is not by how much we give it's all of those things are important it is by how much we love and what does it mean to love father your love is intentional you you intentionally came down from heaven to earth and you died for us you were intentional you When the woman with the issue of blood was in the crowd, you intentionally stopped because you cared enough to stop and hear her cry. When the children of Israel were groaning in their slavery, you took time to bow your ear down, to listen. You were intentional. Father, of our own, we cannot love each other. It is impossible. Our hearts are too desperately wicked. We cannot love each other. And so we need your help, Holy Spirit, to forgive one another, to forgive one another, to forgive offenses, to be able to move on, Holy Spirit. Oh my God, help us, Lord. Father, help us to be intentional. Every day we wake up, let us say, Lord, whom shall I serve today? Whom shall I serve with my talent, with my time, with my treasure? We can't just go about our day. We need to be intentional. We need to hear you tell us. And it can't be the same people in our circles, our friends. Father, there are so many people in our church hurting. And all they need sometimes is a hug or a text. Someone to know that someone is praying for them. Let us be the people, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, that they daily broke bread. And they sold their possession and they gave to one another. And because of that, the church grew. Father, let us be people. Let this church be a church that's known as caring for one another. Let there not be people in this church who are invisible. It's almost like nobody sees them. Nobody cares. Ah, Let us not be that church, God. Please let us be a church that will look at each other, observe. Let us practice our prayers, let us be answered to prayers. When somebody says, I don't have a place to live, let us not just say, I'm praying for you, let us actually do something. When somebody's hungry, let us buy food, let us buy groceries. There are single parents in our church. Ah. Ah. ah God There are people who are lonely in our church. There are people who are just despairing. They're depressed. They're sad. They have no one to talk to. Lord, please let us not turn a blind eye. Let us care. Let us use our money, our time, our energy. Let us buy grocery. Let us transport people. Let us mow lawns. Let us mow lawns, Jesus. Let us sweep people's homes. Let us help people clean. their are seniors in our church. There are seniors who could use a visit, who could use a card, who could use a phone call. Let us be practical people. Jesus, you were practical. You didn't see a blind person and just say, I'm praying for you. You actually healed them. You healed them. You had compassion on people. You fed them. You didn't say, oh, I know you're here to hear the word and I'm going to preach it and I'm going to send you on your way. No, you fed 5,000 people. You were compassionate. You were intentional. Give us compassion for one another. Give us the heart of Christ. I bind the wicked spirit of selfishness. I bind the spirit of stinginess. I bind that wicked spirit that doesn't, that of unforgiveness, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I bind the spirit of taking offense. I bind the spirit of, oh, I don't have, I don't have enough to give. I bind that wicked spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release the spirit of giving. Let us be a people who give. Oh Lord, let us not just say, oh, I think they're doing fine. They're not. They're not doing fine. Or they might be dressed up and, uh, with all the makeup and look lovely, but on the inside they're hurting. They could use a hug, a phone call, a card. They could use unexpected blessings. God, let us be that church where we are nurtured in the spirit, but also in the body. Let us be a church where nobody feels invisible like they've been disappeared. Let us be a church where, where, where people go through stuff and nobody knows. How can we have a church where people don't show up for, 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 for a month, for six months and nobody notices? Jesus, help us. That is not what your, it must break your heart to see us act that way. It must just break your heart. So help us God, help us to not be only a praying church but a church intentional about restoring broken lives, a church intentional about taking the time to minister to the least of these. We have people in personal prisons, they may not be in the physical prison but they're in personal prisons battling addictions, battling demons in their head, battling suicidal ideation, and all it takes is one word from you. Someone to lay hands and say, I'm praying for you. I can listen. I bind the spirit of gossip. I bind the spirit. That wicked spirit of witchcraft. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I release a sincere spirit to care, A Jesus spirit, a Christ-like spirit that says, you are my brother, you are my sister. I care about the things that you care about. I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to get down in the weeds with you. And I'm going to stay there with you until you're ready to get up. Lord, let us be a church free of judgment and condemnation. But let us be just like you were. I, 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 I marvel that you did not sell out Judas. Yeah. Hey, you are a good and faithful God. Help us, God. Let us be doers of your word. Let us be obedient. We now know what we're supposed to be doing, God. Let us do it. You you are reminding us, last Sunday, Elder Roy, the Holy Spirit said to him to ask us, how are you breaking yourself for others? How are you giving sacrificially of yourself for others? Lord, start with us, start with me. Wherever you lead, I'll follow. Whatever you say and to whomever, Lord, here we are. Here we are. Give us an obedient spirit, God. Let us not just pray. Let us practice our prayers. Let us be like the people in the book of Acts. Christians, not only in word, but Christians in our actions, oh God. To the glory of your holy name. Father, have mercy. Help us, oh God, to be intentional, Jesus. Every day we wake up, whom shall I serve? Lord, whom do you want me to minister to? Who is hurting? Who can I encourage? Who can I love on today? Who can I give sacrificially for today? Let that be our mandate every morning, God. To the glory of your holy name. Not so that we can feel proud or that we've accomplished something, we've not. It is just so that it can be evidence that we are children of the most high God. So Lord, help us, we pray. And above all, we pray that your name will be glorified and exalted in the mighty, mighty, matchless name of our Lord. Amen.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Would you put your hands out? I want to bless you. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the love of Father God, and the sweet fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit be with you throughout this week. And may this be one of the best weeks you have ever had in your entire life. And everybody say, I received that blessing. God bless you. See you next Sunday. Hey family, thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. We are so grateful for you and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.